Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani broadcasting to you from Alpharetta, Georgia. Hmm, what am I doing in Georgia? I spent a lot of time here in Georgia arguing the uh, the case for President Trump. And although the the crooked media won't tell you this, it resulted in the state legislator legislature holding a hearing with a, over, I think, 100 witnesses. Senator William Ligon wrote the report concluding that uh, the vote in Georgia was a complete fraud. And uh, he and a significant number, majority of the Republican delegation for sure, wrote a letter to uh, the then Vice President Pence uh, uh, explaining the, the, the inconsistencies and he didn't have the new uh, two two thousand mules thing, which really is just maybe twenty percent of the fraud that took place here. And asked that the vote be returned so that the state legislature could have seven days to check the accuracy of it, because uh, they they were refusing, meaning uh, the city, particularly of Atlanta and similar cities, and a few of the companies involved were receive, were refusing to allow their material to be inspected. So that the, uh, the 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 fraudulent votes were all based on just the mail-in ballots and a few other things, but without significant inspection. So it is interesting to be back here, and I'm I'm uh, campaign I'm campaigning for Vernon Jones, who was a Democrat who turned Republican over this because of the corruption that he saw within the Democrat Party in Atlanta, which has had more than a few people go to jail. At Alpharetta, by the way, I had never been to Alpharetta, which is a suburb. Um, and I have to tell you, it is a beautiful town. Iconic, lovely. I'm coming back right away, but I wish I could stay longer. Inflation is the next thing I would like to talk about because I want to simplify the debate about inflation. Everybody feels inflation. Uh, it is said to be the significant, most significant issue uh, we ever vote on. I don't know if that's going to be true this year. I mean, some people think Roe against Wade. I don't. I think this is happening too early. And I think uh, the, 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 the situation in the country has become much more even. You even see some polls that are more supportive of the opinion than against it, largely because they went so far and they're, they're killing babies. I mean, you've got to be an idiot not to realize that they're killing babies. Eight months in the womb, nine months in the womb. New York passes it and they have a celebration for killing babies. Something's gone really haywire in the morality of our country when that happens. I think a lot of people feel that. In any event, it's now. And uh, it's, it's going to not be the big story in October. And that's what decides elections. Actually, the big story in September very often. Inflation is now the highest it's been in 40 years. So you have two very, very, uh, um, let's call it um, conflicting stories here. And it came to a head, really, with uh, Senator Scott and uh, President Biden. President Biden says that it's um, caused by Putin and COVID. Senator Scott says it started, and about two-thirds of it... uh, of it happened before uh, Putin. And in fact, it, was, it wasn't going on uh, when Trump was the president, and he did put out money for it. 
except he had uh, policies in effect that kept us out of inflation. So um, Scott or or those of us who take a more uh, traditional view of the economy would say it's caused by two things that that are master inflation creators. One is spending more money than you have. Well, he's done it by record levels, even before he gets build back jerky, which is really, you know, build back by political cash going to Democratic donors and nothing gets built. That's the bill. But that bill hasn't passed yet. Without that bill, he spent more money than any... uh, any, uh, any, he's had more increases than any American president except in wartime. And in a few cases, he exceeds wartime. Uh, Democrat economists have warned him at the beginning, if you do this, you're going to have inflation. There's not an economist in the world, unless he's a left-wing brainwashed idiot, that didn't realize the minute he started printing money, we're going to have inflation at the level at which he's doing it. How about, you know, he added extra $6 trillion. I mean, and the second one is even a bigger inflation creator. He cut off energy in the United States. Don't let him give you any kind of... We were energy independent when he came into office by a small margin. It took a lot for Trump to get us there in less than four years, but he got us there one year by just a little teeny bit, and the next year by a growing margin. And um, that that is the best thing to change the balance of payments so that we make as much money as we spend overseas. He immediately changed it, and now we have a significant imbalance so that we have to buy our energy that we were, that we were creating for ourselves and also making a profit on. Profit's gone, and instead we've got to go like beggars into the market. And he also seems to have a fascination for asking brutal dictatorships to give us our oil. So he tries to get oil from, uh, well, from Iran, huh? Russia. That's the cause of the inflation. Uh, except for uh, Joe and those who live in the nursing home with him, uh, there isn't a single person, even a fair Democrat, that doesn't realize that his policies are quintessential inflation-creating policies, except he's gone so far off the left cliff that they're becoming almost now bankrupting policies. Uh, So I don't think there's much of a debate on that, and I think he's no match for Scott. And when Scott said that he should be removed from office because he's not competent, he is 100% right. And Biden's response to it was almost uh, uh, proof that he is. And it's beyond absurd that we have a president who really, I don't think, can eat his dinner by himself and has to be put in a special room for press conferences so nobody can really see him or watch him. You know, that, that one he had today looked really phony. It looked like a set on Saturday Night Live. I've been on Saturday Night Live, and they make little sets, and you don't realize it because of the camera work. There's a whole bunch of other stuff around. This looked like a set on Saturday Night Live. In fact, if they want to save money, uh, Saturday Night Live is up their backside so much, they would probably give him the sets. The fun you can have with this guy... But, you know, I, I, I get guilty when I laugh at him. I don't get guilty uh, when I laugh at him because, as some people say, they feel sorry for him. I just don't feel sorry for a multimillion-dollar crook who sold this office and made his kid a much worse drug addict than he had to be. Yeah. I mean, uh, 
I'm going to tell you this. You're going to think I'm exaggerating, but I go back to my tapes if you want. I know mafia guys that took more care that their kids didn't end up in the family business than this uh, piece of garbage. This kid was addicted at 18, and he becomes his father's chief uh, money guy. You, you, you have him working with the worst criminals in the world. A couple of them were, by the way. You think uh, Zloshevsky was able to steal $24 billion from, from uh, Ukraine because he's a nice, sweet guy? No, he's an oligarch. Oh, they also occasionally like to commit murder. Uh, the guy in China that he was dealing with was the spy chief acknowledged of China. And then, and then the big guy, the big chairman, not the big guy, Joe, the big chairman uh, was so involved that everybody can't find his body now. I mean, these are the kind, and his, his, one of his partners was, was, um, was uh, related, related to a very famous uh, New York, ga- uh, Boston gangster, Whitey Bulger. Oh, I could go on and on. You, you, you don't take a delicate son who's addicted and put him in a, in a world-class, stressful business dealing with murderers and slimy, corrupt politicians, which we have too many of anyway. And uh, speaking of, uh, of uh, Biden, thank you, Joe, for all the fentanyl deaths. They wouldn't happen without you, babes. You know, uh, fentanyl comes in, all of it, over the southern border, and you announced, I think, at the Democrat uh, uh, nomination that people should surge to the border. You also announced that they would get health care. And now you've got a co-Democrat in New York who wants to pay for their abortions. Now, that's really cool, right? If uh, the law becomes what we think it's going to become and every state can do it their own way, there'll be states where you can't get abortions. We have a, a New York uh, member of Cong- a member of the Senate, I believe, in New York, who's putting in a bill where New York will pay for everyone's abortion. We'll, we, we, we will, she will proudly make us the abortion capital, maybe of the world, you know. We change on the bottom of the Statue of Liberty, which they bring us, you're tired, you're poor, and those who want abortions. Oh, by the way, one of the benefits in New York is you can have an abortion right up to the very end. That's what they cheered for. So, you know, if, if, if where you live somehow is um, humane and civilized and doesn't have abortions available for nine-month pregnancy, eight-month pregnancy, seven-month pregnancy, come on, come to New York. Uh, the Democrats will do it for you. Uh, and they'll, pay for, they'll pay, for, pay for the whole thing. And you'll, you'll probably get a little welfare while you're here. You'll get health care while you're here. And you could even stay, they're not going to get rid of you. You can kind of hang around and get welfare for good. Oh, and then if there are any more COVID payments, you'll get a piece of that too, like New York City did. Is he crazy? Yes. Is this deranged? Yes. Is it, is it depraved? Yes. Is it financially bankrupting? Yes. Is it morally devastating? Oh, my goodness. Well, when we come back... Uh, We're going to have like a little five-minute comedy hour, which we usually don't have. We'll be back in a few minutes. Rudy Giuliani. The Rudy Giuliani Show. 
This is Rudy Giuliani, back uh, with you with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And I told you we were going to have a little comedy session here. It comes to us uh, thanks to, I would say, um, a guy who could be without any doubt a stand-up comedian in his own right. He's better than just about all of them that are on right now. I, w- I would say he's better than all of them that are on right now. And uh, let's go to let's go to John Kennedy on cut one. I don't mean to be uncharitable, but sometimes I think President Biden just doesn't eat enough fiber. He said today that he bears no responsibility whatsoever for inflation. I think most Americans are thinking right. And Jimmy Hoffa died of natural causes. (laughs) Also, the stripper really likes you. The truth is that the Biden administration just keeps kicking its own ass. (laughs) Let's go to number two. The truth is, President Biden won the nomination because he promised not to be Bernie Sanders. Who has he tried to emulate? Bernie Sanders. After 14 months, we know that President Biden believes in bigger government, higher taxes, more spending, more debt, more regulation, a weaker military, open borders, taxpayer-funded abortion on demand, and turning cops into social workers. Here's his energy policy. Wind, solar, and wishful thinking. He thinks he can run the greatest economy in all of human history without fossil fuels. And that's one of the main reasons why the prices at the pump are so high. And the American people see this. They see that after 14 months, nothing is built, nothing is back, and nothing is better. Now, let's contrast that with the very, very sharp, very insightful defense President Biden gave to Senator Scott saying he's mentally incompetent and shouldn't be serving as president. Cut four. You called out Rick Scott a little while ago in your remarks. Earlier today, anticipating your remarks, he said, and I'm just quoting here, that uh, the best thing, most effective thing Joe Biden can do to solve the inflation crisis he created is resign. He's the problem. The senator added later, the senator added later, Joe Biden is unwell, he's unfit for office, he's incoherent, incapacitated, and confused. These are his words. Offering you a chance to respond. I think the man has a problem. really disposed of the argument, didn't it? Wow. Joe. The man has a problem. See, that's the most he can do without reading. Had he gone one more word, of course, he does think that Rick Scott, I think he thinks he comes from a different state. I'm pretty sure of that, but I don't want to accuse him of that without being absolutely certain of that. Well, that wasn't comic. What, what you just heard there uh, was tragic. Uh, I know we laugh at it, and I know there's a whole show in uh, Australia. Uh, I don't know if it's every week or every night. They have so much of it on YouTube. I, uh, it might be every, every night. 
but they it's hilarious to have people playing him and to just use his tapes and and then you you watch it for a bit and you forget and you start laughing and then you, you want to cry you know i mean i was on saturday night live nine times i hosted it once uh i i love a lot of the people there i mean i love being there and i really really respect them for everything but one thing if they are uh if they are um true uh uh people who respect the United States of America and its traditions of free speech, you can't not make fun of Joe Biden on Saturday Night Live unless you're biased. Well, we know we're biased, don't we? I mean, who wouldn't be in jail right now but the Bidens? The proof is sitting in the lap of the FBI for over two years. It's actually, they could have had it uh, three and a half years ago and turned it down. It's just too strong. When I offered them the, the, the hard drive, they refused it, and the poor agents refused it because they knew they were going to get in trouble up top if they brought it in. Uh, right on it is directly a gun crime, provable with, um, provable with two records, the one where he signed his name saying he wasn't a drug addict, and the picture of him smoking crack five days before, or the record of how many admissions he's had to drug rehabilitation centers, which is, I can't even count. It's a total, absolute, provable lie. It's a 10-year felony. You're a Biden. You can do 10-year felonies. You can get $3.5 million from the mayor of Moscow's wife. You can give half the money to your father, even though he's the vice president or senator which uh, uh, clearly the proceeds of bribes. I I still wake up in the morning at times and don't believe growing up uh, as an assistant U.S. attorney, associate attorney general, working hand in glove with the FBI, both in Washington on co- co- cases involving co- cases involving Nazis, most famously, I guess, the mafia, uh, the guys I work with are sick, the ones I stay in touch with. And the guys who are dead, uh, they, they must be turning over in their graves. I mean, this was um, the premier world law enforcement agency. I put the New York City Police Department right up there. And for certain crimes, say they're better, like homicide. But for um, these white-collar crimes, intricate crimes, crimes that span jurisdiction, nobody better than the FBI used to be. And when I first got the incriminating evidence against Joe Biden, that in my view as a prosecutor was a sufficient case to indict him right then, that would have been uh, 2017, 2018, when I finally uh, revealed it because they wouldn't, and it was useless to give it to the FBI or the Southern, they had already turned it down, and, and my witnesses would not have cooperated with them. And that ambassador, you know, kept the witnesses there. I was in a state of somewhat shock that I couldn't go to the FBI with it or the Southern District or the, without jeopardizing uh, the witnesses. And that's when I gave it to, um, uh, to John Solomon. I also should say John had a lot of it on his own. I, didn't give, I did not give him the whole case. Like I gave the New York Post the entire hard drive. But I gave John 
let's say, half to three-quarters of what he had. And John had very important information that uh, corroborated it. And now it's even hard for me to separate our information because it all came out at the same time. And then I put it all out on, I put it all out on Fox. <laughs> they don't want me back. Uh, I put the whole thing out on Fox. It, 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 it's all... Then, then, then I uh, put it in podcast, which you could get at Rudy Giuliani, uh, cs.com. Uh, when I get back, we'll get to your phone calls, and um, we'll talk about something really, really insane that has happened in New Jersey. We'll be back. Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you on 77 WABC. And let's uh, let's take a call from, I believe it's Dom, who is in Long Island? Yeah, Long Beach. Long Beach, beautiful place. Hi, Mayor. How are you? I'm I'm good, Dom. How are you? Uh, you know, a little unhappy about the country, but I'm I'm hoping oh, getting ba- I'm, ho- I'm hoping we get it back. It's, this this is nuts. This late term abortion. Now that's on the books in New York State. Yeah, explain to people exactly how late they can get an abortion. Yeah, that you know, after a certain point, I'm I mean, I'm for women's rights. I as a man, I feel I shouldn't say. Anything. Thing, but this I always element, felt that this way. Is nuts. It's absolutely yep. nuts. Um, I just feel if a child reaches, a, and I'm going to call them a child because they're viable, you get to a certain point that the child can live outside the womb. Give it, give it to a family that that wants a child. Just, just you know, have somebody adopt it. Don't kill yep. it. I, I'm incensed. I'm sorry. I I hear this, and I, I it just it really bothers me. Do you th- uh, do you think uh, they've you think that what happened over the years they've just taken advantage of this and gone way too far? Yes, and and I I think uh, you know I'm being sarcastic, but like in the in the um, Constitution, you have to be 35 years of age to be president. Well, I'm beginning to think that um, the our representatives need a certain IQ to run for office because I I I don't. That would be a very good thing. We we would have never gotten uh, we never gotten Biden if we did that. I mean, the guy the guy was left back in the third grade. You're right. And you know something else? If this was an animal, if if if, if they wanted to euthanize dogs and cats, people would go crazy. But if it's a human being, it's okay. I can't figure this out. No, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't figure it out either. It's getting. It's getting. Uh, conf- Confusing is way, way too mild a term. I'll give you another one. And thank you. I'll give you another one that has to shock. It certainly shocks the living daylights out of me. And that is that a a police killer is going to is going to be released from prison in New Jersey. Now we have a, we've had a debate in this country over capital punishment and. Um, Gosh, I remember Ed Koch beating Mario Cuomo in 1977 because Koch was for capital punishment 
and Cuomo was against it. And, uh, you know, it's gone back and forth in the U.S. where we've been for capital punishment, against capital punishment. And then we've had middle grounds like they have on abortion, you know, for rape and, um, and uh, uh, various forms of uh, incest. But uh, pretty much uniform agreement that for mass murders, brutal murders, um, and certainly killing cops, I, I think there's a, a more than a majority that supports the death penalty. Uh, but they say, no, life in prison is worse. But then all you got to do is get one left-wing pro-criminal judge or have a state that has a left-wing pro-criminal legislature like New Jersey or New York. And these guys can go out on parole. You don't think it when it happens because they're given like life in 30 years or something. Well, one of, the, one of them is up for it right now. His uh, name in prison, uh, like all the, is Sundiata Icoli. But you might remember him better as Clark Edward Squire. And uh, Clark Edward Squire is, uh, was involved in one of the most uh, famous Black uh, Panther murders that was done. Uh, and they murdered a fair number of uh, of police officers. And um, this was the murder of Trooper Werner Forster and, and the shooting of James Harper. Probably best remembered because it involved Joanne Chesimard, whose last name now is Shakur. Uh, she's Madame Shakur, and she's, being, uh, she's a fugitive who will not come to, back to the United States to stand trial. Uh, and all the left-wing groups and many of the Democrats that unfortunately some of you have voted for have been in favor of having her come back, pardoning her, wanted a lecture. Uh, she, she just, you know, she just was involved in killing a cop. I mean, what the heck. And uh, many of the people there have been uh, paroled, and they make up a lot of the backbone of the Black Lives Matter. Uh, of course, uh, two of them uh, had... Uh, uh, Boudin as a child, one, one of them, the, the father, I think his name was Gilbert, he died. He, he was let out of prison by, I think, Clinton. Um, and they, 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 they have been official and unofficial advisors to Black Lives Matter so that Black Lives Matter could, can continue the tradition of Black Panthers and the Black Underground of, of killing police officers, which is what, which is what they did. They killed they killed police officers, which is um, which is a heck. I mean, which is a heck of a thing, right? I mean, when did this happen that we that we uh, that we go ahead and we um, we we glorify people who kill police officers? Why don't we glorify this guy? Spent a lot of time in jail, but why is he being let out? Why does he get to live his last days in freedom? Uh, uh, from the moment he shot him, Trooper Forster had no more days. His family never saw him again. He didn't get, you know, paroled by maybe the worst governor in America, if it's not Hochul, and that's Murphy. He didn't get, uh, you know, paroled. Forster did. I don't know if they had uh, governors then that set, set 
old people with a communicable disease uh, that was specifically aimed at old people into nursing homes instead of into facilities where they could be segregated and got them killed. And, of course, the story they're told is that's money. That's about money. You don't know the Cuomo's thing is about money, 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 money. Uh, the nursing home wants the COVID person back. Uh, they don't really care who gets killed. There are plenty of old people to r- replace them. But they get the money for the last five days, the last 10, the last 20, the last 30. They don't want it to go to the hospital ship that 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 uh, Trump sent where the, a thousand can be taken care of. Or the Javits Center where, I don't know, probably more than another thousand. You know, and Trump did nothing for uh, for, for us. He about two days before Cuomo attacked him, Cuomo said he was doing a great job. So did Newsom. So did Murphy. All of a sudden, they all changed their tunes. I wonder who called them. Well, this guy should not be Clark Edward Esquire, co-conspirator and co-murderer with Chesimard. And another guy, uh, James Costan. Uh, I'm not going to give you his stupid name. This, this, is, this was a, one of the most brutal organizations in the history of the United States, and it was geared right to killing police officers. And just like Black Lives Matter, which is dedicated to killing police officers, every march, every march, fry them like bacon. And since they started doing that, there's been a major uptick in the number of shootings of police officers. And what a, what a time to release him to. Country just went through a record year for murder. 17 cities had the highest number of murders ever last year. We're going through a pandemic of violence and crime. And we give them all, we give all the criminals lots of hope that they're never going to have to spend all their lives in prison. Uh, maybe we should go back to execution. Seems fairer. No one paroled Werner Forster. He didn't get a couple of last months or a couple of last older days, you know, sitting out in his backyard in the sun. Just got blown away for being a police officer by a group uh, that believed that police officers had to be blown away because of what? What? Exactly what? Uh, sometime we'll have a big discussion on the the the, the false communist left wing black radical view of police officers. If it wasn't for my police officers, I just finished doing something with Bernie Carrick. If it wasn't my for my police officers, and if it wasn't for their laying down their lives in communities that uh, where hatred for them is spawned. There'd be so many more black people dead in New York than there used to be under a black mayor. The black mayor averaged 2,000 murders a year. When I left, it was headed to 500. 70% of the people saved were black. Who was better for the black community, me or them? Oh, by the way, for all the garbage and nonsense about police shootings that were bad, he had more. Hmm? And he had more civilian complaints by a lot than I did. And I had no riots. They weren't going to riot under me. I told them, try it. See what happens. Um, I think that's, I, th- I think 
Sharpton lost all that weight because I used to scare the living daylights out of him. He, he wouldn't admit it. But I said I won't talk to him because he created the Crown Heights riot. He never even, he never even, never even pushed me. It never could get off a riot. I mean, as soon as it got bad, I stopped. I'd have more cops there. You know, you know this stuff about how if there are too many cops that causes riots, that's communist left-wing Orwellian speak. You know, when it's red, you say it's blue. They see a lot of cops. Uh, their pants start to get wet. They see cops in riot gear. Yeah, they don't... These are not... Uh, this isn't some kind of, you know... This is not, like, this is not the, like the Ukrainians fighting for their freedom. These are guys who under the guise of having had slavery 150 years ago and discrimination where the vast majority of black people have been able to overcome it and the country has been able to overcome it and the vast majority of black people are as successful as anyone and some of them are billionaires. This is a group that has been, this is a group that has been completely taken over by the Democratic Party and brainwashed and kept in poverty. Doesn't it strike you as odd that some of these congressmen, like Charlie Rangel and, and, and Cummings, and represent these districts for 20, 30 years, walk away millionaires in the district, can't eat? I mean, Harlem didn't get revived by Charlie Rangel or David Dinkins. It was revived by me. The Times will tell you that, but it, it was. Just look at, the, look at the values in Harlem the day I came in and look at the values eight years later. Hmm. Look at whether there were any national stores the day I came in and after. I'm only telling you this not to glorify me. I just did common sense. I'm trying to tell you that the modern Democratic Party is a danger to freedom and democracy. But most particularly, it has significantly damaged a certain portion, and it's the poorer portion, of the black community. How, we'll, we'll, we'll finish up with abortions. Um, six to seven times more per capita among black women. And last year, this is something that should get you near crying if you're a human being. There were more black children aborted than born. And it was intended to reduce the number of black people by a maniacal racist. That's the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger. So let's go to Bob in, Bob, are you in West New Jersey? Bob, I can't. Yeah, I got a minute for you. Tell me quickly what you you got. Uh, Okay. Hi, Rudy. Uh, How are you? I was just wondering, you know, uh, they're not recognizing all the videos with the dead Dropbox videos, you know, the pictures and stuff. Why don't someone get in there and analyze the paper ballots? Oh, because they won't turn over the paper ballots. I hear, I'm I sitting mean, here in Georgia. We got an order to examine the paper ballots, and the attorney general interfered with it. Our guy was ready, and he was locked out. I kept saying until I got hoarse, if they were so sure that the paper ballots were valid, why don't you let us inspect them? From the very beginning, Republicans were not allowed to look at the paper ballots. In five cities, they set up barricades. 
so that Republican inspectors could not do the job they almost always get to do, which is to look at the ballot. I knew the first day that this was an organized activity to cheat by the Democratic Party because when they started the counting of the absentee ballots, they were all confronted with big chain fences. Republicans were not allowed to see the paper. 178,000 pieces of paper were examined because we were able to see the counting but not the paper without a single Republican looking at it in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia, where Biden won eight to one. And and then I found out within one hour that exactly the same thing was happening in Pittsburgh, exactly the same thing was happening in Detroit, exactly the same thing was happening in Milwaukee, exactly the same thing was happening in Atlanta. And I said, they must really think we're stupid. I'm supposed to believe that every one of those Democratic organizations woke up that morning and said, let's go get big fences and put all the Republicans behind the fence and let's make sure they don't see a single piece of paper. And I'm not going to conclude that there's something wrong with the paper. And then they spent three, four months and wouldn't turn over a single piece of paper. And the courts, who didn't want any part of this, unfortunate, maybe it was a little too tough to get involved in it, wouldn't order our being able to inspect the paper. If I'm wrong, I apologize. I'm not wrong. And the D'Souza movie is a different aspect of this, but it proves it not beyond a reasonable doubt, beyond any doubt. Have they come up with anything specific that was wrong about that movie? No. The movie's been debunked, like uh, the hard drive was debunked, but now it turns out to be totally true and contains about 120 crimes committed by the president of the United States. We live in a country that does not have a fair justice system. I thought in my life I would never, ever, 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 ever have to say that. And as someone who's devoted 50 years of his life to being a lawyer, they knew when they suspended me that they took away from me probably, certainly, the profession I enjoy the most. But we'll be back in just a few minutes with my final thoughts. The Rudy Giuliani Show. And now, it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. This is, in fact, uh, the mayor's final thoughts brought to you by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. That's T, the number two.org. And you send in your $12 a month so we can take care of our, of our uh, uniform members who are killed in the line of duty or rendered uh, impo- very difficult to take care of themselves. And T2T, Tunnel to Towers, takes care of them to fulfill your obligation, your oath to the United States. $11 a month is not too much to ask. Uh, I have to, I have to uh, also mention, I can't not mention, and it'll be my final thought to tell you how crazy these people have, have become. I knew Bette Midler, and Bette Midler was a friend of mine back when I was mayor. She did parks with me. and Bette Midler, Bette Midler has, like so many others, uh, as a left winger, be gone over the left edge, and now I I believe hate America. 
I, I don't think you could say this if you didn't hate America. Uh, she says that um, NRA is killing far more children uh, than Planned Parenthood. First of all, uh, we don't know of any NRA member that's ever killed a child. I mean, maybe there's one, but uh, there's hardly any. Uh, and do you know, just the Planned Parenthood abortions, uh, 2019 to 2020, 354,871 abortions. You think members of NRA committed 350,000 murders of children? Or do you think that she's a sick, over-the-top, hysterical New York lefty who have destroyed New York? And I'll tell you how they're destroying New York. There's a member of the state legislature that is putting in a bill so that you can come to New York and get a free abortion. Oh, you all can come. You can get, maybe they'll set up abortion weekends. Oh, oh and we particularly are inviting illegal immigrants, illegal aliens. They can come. And if they, you can't get your abortion in uh, Mississippi, you come up to New York, we'll pay, we'll pay for the abortion. Uh, Hochul's already put another $35 million in the budget to help with, with, with uh, what's going to happen when uh, you, know, you can't uh, get rid of your, what shall we call it, baby, should we call it embryos, zygote, whatever. It's, um, I don't know, the best thing you can say for it is it begins as a potential incipient uh, 70, 80% chance of being born, maybe 90, I don't know what the number of ones that are miscarriages. And then it gets to the point where it's, it's got arms, legs, a heart, a brain, eyes, ears, feelings, and we crush it because the mother shouldn't be forced to have a baby if she doesn't want it. Is that right? Hmm? Don't, didn't we draft people to go to war? Men who probably didn't want it? Don't we ask um, men, largely, police officers and firefighters, to walk into gunfire and into fire to save lives, even though it's inconvenient for them? Do, do you get to eliminate a, a life because there are anywhere from serious problems in bringing the child up to inconveniences? Well, I have my view on it. You have yours. But to do what they're doing now over it and try to make the people who are against abortion somehow the villains Somehow I think God, looking at us from up there, is saying uh, the ones fighting for life are the ones that understand what life is all about better. That's what I think. I'm not going to go protest. And I've had my own somewhat different views on it publicly and privately and religiously. Although privately it's always been the same. But I've become completely pro-choice because they have become completely crazy. And that's my final thought. And Bette Midler illustrates it. And so does this crazy Congress, or whatever she is, woman. God bless you, and God bless America. Talk to you tomorrow.